come one, come all, ye faithful, as we journey. Yeah, as we journey to the land of Christmas splendor and forgotten dreams, where a death notification can push each of us to do something that we've always wanted to do. A Christmas movie among Christmas movie. Black lead, black run, black magic. That's what they say. Yes, we're talking about the one, the only, Last Christmas with the one, the only, Queen Latifah herself. We all know who Queen Latifah is. We all love Queen Latifah. And also, as an added bonus, you get a little bit of LL Cool J in today's movie. This is the What Have We Learned podcast. I'm your host, Marvin Monroe the Christmas elf and that guy over there rubbing his eyelids, which you can't see, but he's rubbing his eyelids for whatever reason is Justin Hawkins. The Christmas Grinch. Not even the Grinch. I'm just saying bah humbug. this is a uh, WHL, the quiet storm with Marvin Monroe Jr. We're going to play some somber tones of jingle bells as we get you along this nice, nice, cool, somber night drive. That's what the hell you sounded like. That's what you sounded like. That I'm cool with that. That's well, what you sounded mostly, like. I'm cool with that. I liked it. I like it. It was a good intro. I wrote that in like, you know, a few few minutes. It was a pretty good intro. It was decent. Yeah. It was um, okay. It wasn't the best one you've done. I mean, it's cool. They can't all be winners. But they should can't win be. them all. You should can't try. You should definitely try, though. You can't win them all. And nah, that's that, okay. Because that's exactly what we're talking about rail, today. You can't do them all. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so today we're talking about uh, Last Holiday. I always think it's The Last Holiday, but it isn't. Is it not The? No, it's just Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Are you Latifa. serious? Are you yeah, sure? I'm serious. Yeah. Hold on. You bugging. I'm not. No, it's... <laughs> to hell it is. Hold on. Look at the thing. Look at the. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the box right here. <laughs> it's a bunch of horse. Hold on. Where's my history? Where's my browser history? It's a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, that's a like. That's so interesting. Oh, it Ooh. sure is. Yeah, it's last wow. holiday. Um. Also, you probably didn't know this either. It's a remake. It's not the original movie. Well, obviously, the original movie wasn't that good because no one remembers that one. Uh, the original movie was in 1950, so before we were born. Yeah, trash. Got it. Um, which is interesting. Uh, th- this was we're getting straight into it today. So, uh, this movie, um, last holiday was released on January 13th, 2006. That's why it's not like a like a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Because no one like it's not Christmas time. It's just in the in snowy the mountains. Yeah, it's like it, she's just in the snowy mountains, and I think like even the department store that she works out isn't. There's no Christmas stuff up in the Christmas no, in the store. Not so at all. it's not a Christmas movie, but but it's on in that same vein of Christmas movie. That's why they call it a uh, uh, last, last holiday. holiday. Yeah, because it's you know. Hmm. 
Uh, if you don't know what this movie is about, uh, let me give you a brief synopsis. Actually, Justin can do that because he just finished watching it like not no, even five no, minutes No, shoot ago. your shot. Shoot your shot, big dog. Go for, I it. Go for no, it. No, no, you go. You go. You go. I'm like, we well, can do, we can do, and we, we can do dueling synopsis. So, that's what synopsis. I'm saying. Okay. Okay. That's right. Okay. No, you go first. So, okay. Here we go. Dual synopsis. Is, 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 is this synopsis? You know, I don't actually think it's like that. I think synopsis no? is the plural form of synopsis. Oh, it is? I think so, yeah. Is it plural and singular? It, yeah, it's plural and singular. Okay, then. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, it's one of those. I feel um, dumb. Uh, fact check me and tell me if I'm wrong, by the way, because I could be. Uh, but you I'm know what? Sure I'm about to look it up. Yeah, go ahead for it. Um, so, last holiday, what happens? What's going on? Um, so Queen Latifah plays a lady named Georgia. She is works at a department store in the kitchen section. It's like a like a big department store thing. Um, she sings on the choir. She has a crush on one of the guys at work. Um, and she loves to cook. She's really a chef, even though she's work just working at a department store. Uh, one day she has a nasty fall and ends up going to the doctor. Uh, where they do a CAT scan and she finds out that she is uh, going to die because she has Lampington's disease, um, which is supposed to be like some kind of nodules on the brain um, that'll that's like, you know, going to kill her in three weeks. Uh, so Georgia decides to take all the money that she has, all the bonds that she has been saving and all the things. And she dips open her possibilities journal or her book of possibilities and decides to do all the things that she never did and spend all the money that she has doing it. Um, which leads her to having probably leads her really into having a very interesting life after, um, she goes from feeling like a nobody to, to feeling like a somebody, um, and then becoming a somebody. Uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty great. Um, but that's kind of my synopsis. I think that's what I would say. Oh, is that yours? Yeah, that would be my synopsis. Okay. Eh, eh. Eh. It's eh. Okay. Not enough, it's not enough. Do better. Not, not enough chemical there. We need more chemical. I'm all flash. No chemical. I'm all flash, no substance on this side of the room, obviously. Okay. Hit me. So, Hit me with it. Okay. Basically, it's a per. Hold on, my damn mic just doesn't want to co-op. Okay, now we're here. Don't you dare eat during my sy synopsis, which is singular mm -hmm. and plural. <laughs> Google failed me. Um, oh, it did? <clears throat> it's singular. I think it's just both. But mm. it's basically, it basically, it goes like this. She doesn't like her job. She being Queen Latifah. She's the happy person at her job. And basically what happens is she's in a room with her crush, who turns out to be LO Cool J, go figure, and bumps her head. And now they have to do a CT scan. And when she does a CT scan, comes out she might have a little, little, a, a deathly disease, they said. Starts with an L. I'm not going to try to pronounce it because there you go. What he said. And so she was like, F it. I'm going to live life to the fullest. And then proceeds to try and blow all of her money. 
And I mean all of it. And then she proceeds to go to this nice hotel. God is playing a practical joke on her kind of low key at some juncture. And then uh, she proceeds to tell off a bunch of richy, uppity, snooty, tight assed white people and a governor who just happens to be black. And then we get to the it's basically just hey, look, stop being an asshole and live your life to the fullest. And then it just turns out like, look, not everything is as bad as it seems. Sometimes you got to learn a lesson to live the rest of your life. So basically the lesson is live your life to the fullest, rich and or poor, and you'll be straight. That's the synopsis of the movie. Directed by uh, Wayne Wang. That is his name, Wayne Wang. Uh, to and garnered about forty three point three million at the box office, um, and then it's also based off of a book, uh, starring as we said Queen Latifah, as Georgia Bird, L Cool J, as seen, uh, Sean Matthews, which is so interesting to go back and watch L O Cool J in these like romance roles. Because LL Cool J to me has always been like the rapper. Has and he? To you? He's been that or the NCIS agent on NCIS LA. <laughs> like the stern, don't talk Sam Hanna from NCIS LA. Um, so seeing him like joke around and stuff, like there's a part in the movie where. Um, Dr. Gupta, the doctor that uh, diagnoses Georgia, LL Cool J like picks him up. That's the LL Cool J I know. That's the kind of stuff that he would do with Sam Hanna uh, in NCIL. So like all of this, he like, didn't really pick him up. He kind of like cradled him. Yeah, yeah, like like stuff like that. Like that's the stuff I I, I see from him. Like all of the like trudging to the snow and complaining and all this other stuff like cannot see LL Cool J doing all that it took me out of the movie 100% every time he was on screen and I was like I don't know man I don't know what he's doing oh okay. uh, we have Alicia White as Miss Burns uh, who is uh, the secretary and the other woman of um, Timothy Hutton's Matthew Cragen. Uh, we have Juan Carlo Esposito himself as Senator Dealings. That was the other black senator that just happened to be black. Um, just for I feel like just to fill a quota. Yeah, uh, uh, Gerard uh, I don't know how to say his name because it's don't even hurt yourself. Everything, but he plays uh, Chef Didier. I love that character, by the way. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's really fun. Uh, you got um, Michael Norrie as uh, Congressman Stewart, um, and then Ranjit Chowdhury. I think that's how you say his name as I'm not as Dr. Gupta. Cause his first name mm -hmm. is crazy. Like it here. I'm just going to spell it. It's R a B I N D R a N a T H. 
Gupta. That don't make me, how do you pronounce that in English? That's not even. I don't. I don't know. That's not even in the There's freaking lexicon of, of any language. That's not even normal. Uh, and then, last but not least, because I I find her very uh, endearing. Uh, Helga, Susan the house cleaning lady, as Gunther, the house cleaning lady. Yep. Um, I'm calling her and Helga. Also, um, uh, also, uh, Emerald Lagasse, Lagasse as himself, and Smokey Robinson as himself. First of all, let's just get this out the way. If you don't, I grew up on Emerald, which is a crazy statement to say. But oh yeah, dude. Everyone, every, I think everyone in the early like two thousands grew up on. Emerald. If you don't like Emerald Lagasse and you don't know who he is, go get cultured. Okay, that's all I got for you. Like, you don't have to. I don't even need you. You don't have to go get a passport. You don't have to leave the country. You don't have to get in a car and drive anywhere. Get on YouTube and look up Emerald because Emerald Lagasse is an American cook. If you don't know, and TV personality, one of the best, a hit show. Who? Uh, call Emerald Live. Yeah, uh, that ran from like 1997 all the way to 2010. Yeah, uh, watch damn near every episode. Owns his company. He has a a company that owns five restaurants, all called Emerald. Um, and he is won an award for uh, the national best recipe, and it's for his turkey and hot sausage chili. Eat your heart uh, out, most, Guy Fieri. Most Bobby people Flay. know him because of his catchphrases like "bam" and "let's yeah. kick it up a notch." Yeah. He went. He was the reason I wanted to be a TV host at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, and, and we're gonna talk more about that. That like how that you know applies to Georgia in this movie and everything, but that's like that's some like Lagasse fast because I have it right here. I also have like there's like this really cool video where Emerald tells you uh, why he came up with Bam as a catchphrase. I don't care. I no don't tell me. I swear if you tell me, we're not going to be friends anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna. I'm gonna let. That's gonna be like extra. Like I, I'm starting to like to put extra things in the bios. So you're that's assuming be people the read the bios. You're assuming a lot. Yeah, it, I'm assuming. But like, if you, you know, you're listening, it's in the bio. Click on it. It's gonna be fun. I, I enjoy listening to it. Uh, and then at that point, we'll be back, and we're gonna uh, get into um. A few a few things about this movie. Some of the things we liked. Um, and talk about Matthew Kerrigan, because I think he's a very interesting villain. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, so, one cool thing. I misinformation think, uh, about this oh, is um, about this movie is Georgia. Georgia. Don't, we're not talking about football, dog. Don't. Oh, my fault. Sorry. Wrong thing. Her Go name ahead. is Georgia. I, I know. It's Bird. I, okay. But what if her name was like. It's weird that it's Bird, isn't it? Um, I'm just thinking about it. She's Her name is Georgia. She lives in New Orleans and her yep. last name is Bird. <laughs> Uh, that's so interesting. That's interesting. Um, it was sound weird. Georgia has a backwards. possibility binder, right? She has this binder of all the possibilities she w- could one day do. It's it's filled with 
um, cooking classes and um, recipes that she wants to try and her favorite chef and a hotel that she wants to go to. And, and I think the biggest thing is it's got pictures of her and LL Cool J cut out um and placed on the heads of other people's wedding that's not photos. Weird. That's which, not weird. which give LL Cool J some credit by looking at that and being like, all right. <laughs> like he didn't miss a beat. <laughs> he he saw that. He was like, yo, that's my picture from the company photo. <laughs> no, he said it was his employee of like, the month photo. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, that's so good. Which means she's uh, out here gotta, desecrating company. Pro- well, not that she cared, but like before the, she knew she was dying, she was stealing pictures. She was desecrating. Yeah, she company. had to make like extras and and stuff like that. Um, and he just took that on the chin, and you know, that's good on him. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, and he does a lot of other things, just like straight up. Uh, but I love the idea of a possibility minder. Um. It's kind of like it's like a book of of everything that you know. It's really like a book of dreams for her, like things that she wants to do one day but hasn't done yet. Um, and I was wondering, do you have like some things that you want to like do? Not like a bucket list, because I don't like the idea of a bucket list all I was the time. Say, you know, I hate these type of conversations. Right? Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like bucket lists. That's why I like the possibility binder, because I think it's it's about it's not about doing things before you die. It's about doing the things you you want to do the most while you're alive. I do you have things even, like that? Not really. Not. Uh, yes and no but all my stuff is like attainable if i actually just cared enough to do it okay give uh, me one. let's see i think that's totally like in in line because all of georgia's stuff is very attainable like yeah i just i you know sean likes gonna... her she could get married to him um like and and really the, the movie's all about you know, her just putting into practice. She didn't go to cooking class. She's already a good chef. She just started cooking. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. I think I've done most of, like, if we're going to be completely honest and, and, like, conceded for a little bit, I've done everything I think I could want to do, which is, like, weird to say. Because, you know, my job is one of those things, right? Like, that's a bucket list thing. The people I've worked with, bucket list. And at this point, everything else is just regular stuff at this point. Like, getting an apartment, a nice apartment at that, getting a truck, you know, and not like the shitty truck. Let's just make that very clear. Like a good truck, like, like a, truck a that has, truck, like a truck that has four doors, and it's not a, and it doesn't look like it came from U-Haul. So you want a cyber truck, a seven hundred thousand dollar truck from no. Tesla? No, I don't want a Tesla. I, no, it's no, on no. the market. 
I, I don't want that. <laughs> like a Hyundai truck will do me well, or like a Chevy. I don't, I don't want no. First of all, you know, I hold on. While we're here, it looks like crap. I'm just, I'm just while we're here. Why while we're here? <laughs> if you ever, I don't care how much money I make, catch me spending that much money on a truck, a badly built truck at that. <laughs> let me know. Just you, you don't have to pull me to the side. Just publicly shame. I suspect me. it can fly. It just he just hasn't told anybody yet. I, su- <laughs> That's I suspect it can suck the poop out of me before I know I want to. I want to poop. That's what, like I should be able to just to pee on myself and it clean itself at this point for three thousand dollars. <laughs> so it's, I needed to it's have a self functioning like toilet a system. It's yeah. a, it made like a space suit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's all I need. Like, I should be able to ride in there with no pants on and it dress me at this point. I wanted to. Oh, that would be cool. Why has no one done that? Mr. Incredible had a car that did that. Yeah, I know. And I bet his didn't. And he probably built his by hand. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you want me to pay 300 grand? 300 grand. No. First of all, 300 grand, I'm building the damn Batcave. I don't think that would be enough to build the no, back no, cave. I didn't but you say, I didn't started say, on a back I didn't, cave. I didn't, I didn't say under. I, I'm not going underground. I mean, like just like in even, my house. I don't even think. I don't even think three hundred thousand would, would give no, no, get no. you most no, no, of no, the no, belt. No. I don't need. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need. I don't need a lot. I don't need a lot. I just need the basics. And, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I, like, it'll definitely get you the broad strokes of yeah, either yeah, the belt free or the back cave. No, I, just want the, I just want the opening door aspect of it. And then cool. like, I bet you, you could get a, 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 like a, like a, like a cave of solitude. hundred yeah, percent. That's all I want. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want. Like, that's all I want. I don't even need, like, I'm not trying to fight crime because I could give a damn about other people. Like I just want a space where it's just like, I walk in there and it's, it has a super cool opening that no one knows exists. And I can just go. Just like, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't. Yeah, because to hell with crime fighting. Like, no, no, no. I mean, no. mostly you just want all the like the crazy amounts of escape hatches that Batman has all over the city, so you could just like skip traffic. You just yes <laughs> decide to go downtown yes. and just the, yes. the, the exactly. whole street just pops open. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. What's exactly. Going on? <laughs> Yeah, like it, it, that's exactly what I want. Because you don't know traffic until you've sat in Washington D.C. traffic and Atlanta traffic. I always wondered who built all of those. You know what I mean? Like the like the like the routes, like the escape, yeah. like the tunnels. Oh. Yeah, like the tunnels. Because he has who one from those? his job. That's a tall yeah. building. That's just, like that's all the way in the heart of Gotham. The the mansion is all the way on the outskirts of Gotham. <laughs> so like, first of all, you can't even hide that reasonably without anybody noticing what's going on. Yeah, that's that's got to be like at least a twenty mile pipe. <laughs> like just just goes which is straight a crazy from thought because that's twenty crazy. miles underground <laughs> under the city through a sewage system. <laughs> that yeah yeah like it's like it, not in the sewer but it, like it never connects to the sewer so it's never like, <laughs> like it's so it's so interesting and then you got to ask yourself if it is like close right how come croc like crocodile or one of his other like like uh yeah, killer 
TikTok or something found their way to the Batcave through one of the sewer systems, which makes me believe it's not on the sewer system. It can't be on the sewer system. It can't be. It's not. But then there's that one part that like comes out underneath the cave, like on a waterfall that he can fly out of. And then there's that one where he can... Like there's a there's even like an in the city place for him to store the bat wing. I know. <laughs> like in the middle None of, of the this makes skyscraper. Sense. None of this makes sense. None like, of did this. Did you buy the whole thing just so you could part the bat wing in here? What's the point of that? Like how like now now all your little humanitarian projects look sketchy to me. <laughs> All like, of them. Yeah, like you gotta admit, like how much of like the fundraiser money went into building the watchtower? Oh, good, like 30%. <laughs> yeah, at oh, least a 30%. <laughs> at least 30%. <laughs> you're donating to the children's hospital. Nope, you're donating to a playboy billionaire who wants to go punch people in the face at night. Well, he a, wants to put a up costume. a satellite around the a satellite so big around <laughs> that it can like look at every part of the world at once. <laughs> Such a and pretentious house, ass. All of, the, all, all of the heroes that are on Earth in it. <laughs> The more we talk about Batman, the less I like him. I just want you to know that. <laughs> just, just keep that in mind when we get to that. Really, because I'm more like, because he's like a kid. He's just like, yeah. Uh, the fact that I'm the only one out here in a bat suit is weird because who wouldn't want to be a Power Ranger? <laughs> and all Power Rangers are animals, <laughs> and that's Batman. <laughs> he's like, I just want to be the Black Ranger. <laughs> Can we get back to the movie now? I never thought I would say this. Can we go back to what we were talking about? It's great. Because you, you just pissed me off. You just pissed me off. Okay. So yeah, the five five. Uh, I think about like for my thing for like the possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. I think if I really had to think, I things I would. You just should write this do, shit down. Um, it's easier for me to remember stuff when I write things down. Um, one of my biggest things is I want to, I want to like be or have, be Batman? or have, no, or, um, I gave up on that dream <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> black people cannot be black men. <laughs> The hell you, you would say. just get shot. You would just get shot as soon as they saw the black on your chin. You would just get shot. <laughs> uh, no, but I would want to have created a piece of work that outlives me mm-hmm. and is topical for generations to come. Okay. Um, and I mean, like, a story that is as well respected and well brought through the ages as, like, Juliet, and Romeo and Juliet. That's, um, that's a Marvin answer. That's, that's an answer I would expect. Like, that would be so great. Like, I would never know... <laughs> about that so i guess that's more of a bucket list thing than a a possibility um but even just creating something 
I don't know if y'all know, but there are very stark contrasts between how me and Marvin operate as oh, yeah, definitely. individuals. And it's something to that <laughs> it's not talked about enough between us, but like off topic again. You can tell how stark contrast we are just by off the things we have on a bucket list. Like, I could give a damn if people remember me at this point. Because it is what it is, right? It's depressing to say, but it is what it is. Like, it don't bother me. Marvin is a creative person. He's a little more creative than I am. Not by a lot, but by a little. And to the point to where he's doing most of the work on this podcast. Not afraid to say it. So, like, he wants to be remembered for all the work he's done and is going to do, which is an admirable thing I can say about Marvin. On me, on the other hand, like I said, I don't care. Like, I cared at one point, but as long as the people who were around me care and remember me that's all that matters because it just don't like there's millions of people out there i could give two shits about them if you're not in the core people actually care about it's not going to bother me if you forget who i am it's not going to change anything but i just wanted to say that real quick but go ahead right um another thing uh Like Georgia, find the love of my life. I I I am a romantic in 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 many a form. Um and I feel like <laughs> as a twenty seven year old who's never had a serious girlfriend, uh that's probably Wait, whoa, whoa, hold the hell up. Don't we're not gonna sit here and play coy. I'm pretty sure we've had at least one. I've had a girlfriend, but no one's serious. Like, I've never had someone that was like, oh, I, I think I could marry this person. Or, oh, I think I could see myself forever with this person. Like, it's never been a thing. But you've had girlfriends. Yeah, I said, but no, I said no serious girlfriends. Like, I've had. What, hold on. Well, okay. So what is the friends. time span for a serious girlfriend? Since we're on this real quick. Uh, Probably longer than three months, because that's been my longest relationship. <laughs> We gotta, we wow. Um, <laughs> it was like I like I'm not very good at at the the. No, look. First of all, let's just personal personal thing. No, no, no. But like, it no one is like even Georgia is not good at it. She is actually really bad at it. If you yeah, she does. So, He's but really like bad at the it. thing about it is, <laughs> no one's particularly good at it. It's just the people who just don't care about. That in about what happens if it goes left. It's only the people that care too much and overthink it and don't do anything, and the people that just don't care. Georgia, you and Georgia fall in the same category of like you see it, and then it's just like there's I'm not gonna move on it for real, which is not the end of the world. It's a normal 
occurrence. It's true. I get that. Like a hundred percent. Like the last person, last really last two people that I was interested in, I really didn't do anything about that, which is something I'm working on. Um, is is well, being more proactive in in that regard. Uh, but I guess I say that, but I've been getting numbers for like months now and declining dates. So. <laughs> then again (laughs) um you can pull your head out of this business and live a life (laughs) that's what you need to do (laughs) but finding the love of my life is probably like definitely on that list of possibilities you probably uh, declined her like four times already so that ship is sailed it could definitely have been the thing uh I'm an introvert. I get, I get, I get like that sometimes when I just don't want to be bothered. Um, lastly, I'm just going to do three here. Um, I like to make enough money. Oh boy. That I can like take care of my whole family. You know what? I would, I'm not really sure what that, money price is right but like the type of money that i could be like hey my cousin is in a bad situation with her boyfriend right and she needs to get out of this house and i can just buy her a house so that she can be in that okay so it goes like this right at that point with a goal like that it just depends what you define as take care of. You defined it as buying somebody a house, right? Everybody's definition of taking care of their family is different depending on your situation and the money you're used to. Because, like, I think everybody who's a decent human being, I would say, of decent human being descent wants to take care of their family or at least their mother at some juncture if you don't have kids and get them a house like everybody who's probably played or is going to play in the nfl that is above that didn't go in the second round or has proven themselves to be worthy of max contracts has bought somebody and their family a house so like i think the the goal the the point being is it just depends on not the money for real. It's more of a work ethic, more of a work ethic type of thing. Right. Because Mm. as we go through all this stuff in life, um, you soon realize that money is never the issue. It's the, uh, the effort you put in towards getting said money because there are the, the, the old adage, a crackhead is always going to find a way to get money to get crack. Always. Whether it's through, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just means or unjust means. So, if you take that type of approach minus the unjust stuff to everything, to that type of stance, you can 
you just have to not look at the clock and just keep everything in perspective of what you want. So like you want to be able to handle and take on that burden of, cause it's going to turn into a burden at some point, even though you may not think it is, but that's what it is. You have to be okay with never not, not with never being able to stop working because to get that goal, you can't worry about how much time you're working. You have to be okay with missing holidays and birthdays and graduations and celebrations and stuff like that. So like the number, so the number you're looking for doesn't exist. It's more or less on the work ethic side of it which is, I think gets lost upon most people. What the hell? But yeah, I think... Did he freeze? Um, I think Marvin froze again. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we, we froze for a second. Uh, but yeah, I think for me on that, it's like... the the I think the term is like not to fix, but to alleviate. Okay. Which is something money can't accomplish, is to alleviate. So not to be necessarily in a jam if something happens, being able to help out, uh, even if I can't be there physically. But I think there's a lot of times um, where I'm just like, I would really like something happens to someone and I would I would really be like, I would really like to help that person out. But um, I always feel like there's like a barrier there between, you know, how much I make and what I need to do um, personally that I never have any excess to to give um, past my time. Um, and I would like to, like, be able to, like, make a consistent income that allows me to have access Um Definitely. But there's, there, there. And this is this is these, this is a real, real conversation that needs to be had, right? And the aspect of excess and all of that comes a problem of crippling people, right? Becoming a crutch in a way that's unhealthy. Because I can put it like this. Drugs are there to alleviate, right? Alcohol is there to alleviate, right? And um, for all intents and purposes, sex is there to alleviate. Television is there to alleviate. Social media is there to alleviate, right? Some good, some bad, right? But there's a point to where you're doing so much alleviating that when you take away certain things, you're you're stuck in a position of not being able to alleviate anymore and you're left to deal with the reality of what is going on. So like, not to like shit on anything you said, but the my thing is with that comes... At what point do I alleviate? And then at what point do I start 
helping the person get to a point to where they can be their own alleviation from their own situation, right? So like, it's one of those situations where, because I'm going to full tilt here, full transparency. This is about as real as I'll ever get on this podcast and as, as deep as you'll get into my personal life. When I was dating somebody seriously, I was there to alleviate. And from me alleviating, I gave everything I had and got nothing in return. Now, instead of being the alleviation, or if that's even a word, but instead of doing that, I should have tried, I should have really just left instead of trying to help somebody else fix their burden, which isn't my responsibility to an extent. So like, when you will go to alleviate somebody else's pain, no matter who they are, you got to watch what comes with that alleviation because they will soon get addicted to the you alleviating their pain and they will soon lose the ability to fix their own pain or their own problems because they're used to you fixing it, which is an issue. So like, instead of saying alleviating, no, I want to help them build themselves something that can help fund them and whoever comes after them further further along in life. Because that that's like, it's the whole come up story. When I come up, everybody else comes up. And I don't like that way of thinking because I do all the work and then you just get to ride shotgun and not do any of the work. So if you're going to want me to alleviate some of your pain, you're going to have to show me that you're worth the alleviate, like me alleviating some of this pain. And it sounds, it sounds really messed up when it's said like that, but it's the truth. Um, That's- I, I think I think even even helping someone build can also send you down that path. Almost definitely. Um, like because I think and moving into our next segment here, um I wanted to talk about Matthew Cragen, who is the um, played by uh, Timothy Hutton. Um, I think he had some kind of a scandal in the last couple of years uh, in real life. Um, but he played uh, many roles. My favorite being uh, Nate from Leverage, one of my all-time favorite shows. If you've never seen Leverage, you should definitely watch that. Um, but I think Matthew uh, Cragen as a villain is very interesting. Because... Um, at the big he he i i like i think one of the biggest things that i i like about how 
they treat Matthew Cragen here is that they set him up pretty well. Right? Mm -hmm. So before you meet Matthew Cragen, you meet um Oh yeah, that Georgia has a boss who and works uh, her department store is owned by Cragen and her boss loves Matthew Cragen has his audio tapes his self-help audio tapes and everything has the full nine yards right so you get to feel Matthew Cragen's um greed and his um need for control power hungry yeah through this uh manager that georgia has um and 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 also like it's very interesting because a very because this happens at the very beginning of the movie where georgia figures out that she is sick and so she quits Mm -hmm. up and quits she tries to do it nice but um the guy is on his phone the whole time. I think his name is uh, Mr. Adamian or something like that. Right. Um, He's on his phone the whole time. She's trying to talk to him, being super rude, not letting her get a word in edgewise. And to build on what you said, the whole um, teaching others uh, how to build their own, uh, you know, wealth and help. Um, This is... Matthew Cragen has done that in the opposite direction, uh-huh. right? So he's teaching people how to be greedy and to do things his way. Um in in this weird like faux like business practice that he's doing. Um and Georgia sees right through that. Right. From the beginning. Uh even with her own boss when she leaves all crap breaks out at this department store um it turns like uh it turns out that um i think one of the things that uh it's a little weird about george's character um well maybe not weird but the change for georgia from before she knew she was sick to after is her assertiveness she's she's not very assertive when she wants something or or needs something. And it turns out that uh, her boss would have given her a sizable raise um, because her department is the best department in the store. And he has neglected to tell her that uh, because Matthew Kerrigan says not to praise your employees uh, for the work they do. Um, so it gets super interesting once we get to the hotel and, um, the second way we treat, so the first way we meet Matthew Cragen is through his teachings, um, and his student, right? That's what we're going to call Mr. Adaman or whatever his name is. The, the, um, general uh, manager of the department store the second thing we meet him at the hotel with miss uh burns right Mm -hmm. and georgia almost immediately (laughs) uh learns that uh miss burns and matthew cragen are here 
but uh matthew craigan is married and miss burns is not his wife right and she immediately gets miss burns like advice like uh which is uh leave him go back to school do your own thing <laughs> like right <laughs> like almost up the jump uh and really that causes us to see the um the last big thing that kind of blows up in Matthew Kerrigan's face is that uh his obsession uh with his fake happiness or his image i i think is a better word to say is really at the core of this man's problem he's matthew kerrigan uh craigan i always say kerrigan i'm not really sure why i just don't think craigan is a really like off the top word um but i mean craigan matthew craigan um he's obsessed with his own image who he is to people what he looks like to people right right um he's at this hotel the chateau um and every time he has a problem with Georgia, it's very much not Georgia's fault. <laughs> like, uh, he like Chef Didier, uh ends up taking a shine to Georgia because Georgia is the only person who really knows, uh, you know, anything about cooking or food and loves it. Uh, it, you know, for for Georgia, it's about the love of food. Right? right like she's here to experience uh his food because she loves she, she buys everything um and when he comes out he wants to talk to her specifically before he talks to matthew in the table of hoity-toities oh, that he has right, here because they she the white i think it was the wife wanted the read like his book or something yeah yeah the wife of uh congressman stewart had read uh chef Didier's book um and wanted to meet him and matthew was you know trying to you know get his image right he we uh tried to make it seem like he could just get chef Didier to come whenever he wanted right uh, and it didn't happen because Chef Didier is a person and he gets to make his own choices. Um, but he takes this slight, like, very personally. And it right. becomes, it rolls into an obsession about Georgia. Um, until, like, there's tons of things. There's, like, uh, when he, he views not being able to jump um, and do the skydiving thing or the base jump thing, like Georgia does. Uh, as a personal slight um as like georgia belittling him for not being uh like strong enough or brave enough to base jump along with her um which is not what she's doing she's just trying to live you know do all the things exactly She's never worried about him. That's the great thing about this movie is that Georgia is not like, you know, usually you get those movies um, like there's a movie that came out on Amazon this year uh, called Xmas, um, which is about uh, a, a guy who comes home for the holidays after he told his uh, family that he wasn't to find that they have invited his ex to Christmas. Um, and, I wish a mug would. Uh, and like the movie is all about 
the ex and him going at it, trying to get each other kicked out of Christmas. Uh, but this movie has, there's none of that. Georgia doesn't go back at anybody whatsoever. Is always she always plays it off, you know, um, and she always just tells the truth, uh, and I I think that's such an in thing antithesis, uh, from um, Matthew because he does the exact opposite of that, right? He he antagonizes, he uh, pushes, he um, pays off uh, Gunter the. Uh, is that is she like the maitre d or something like she's that like, or um, like a yeah, yeah she's something of like the sorts yeah she's like oh like one of the people who work at the hotel to and he pays her off to go through all her stuff uh georgia's stuff um just to find out uh that georgia is dying um it humbles her too by the way which humbles her yeah which humbles her and and <laughs> uh this leads to this leads Cragen to a very hard like really like gut-wrenching scene um well one well back-to-back gut-wrenching scenes um where so Cragen basically here's has, what happened so I'll take this. I'll take it from here. Go for it. So basically, it's one of those scenes where, because I've had moments like this. This is why I want to take this one. So like, it's the typical, I'm going to out you for what you really are so I can feel better about your downfall is what it is. And so he goes, because the uh, Gunther basically was like all you need to know is that she worked for you like you don't need to know anything else gave him the money back walked away so he took that and made a couple phone calls found out so they have this charity event she helps uh cook for the charity event and everything and his whole ordeal isn't even her well, his ordeal is with her and with himself because you soon realize he is a grade A narcissist because it's it no one is paying attention to him or gives a damn about what he's doing because there's somebody there who actually is fun and that people want to be around and he doesn't know how to handle that because he always assumed himself as the person that everybody wanted to be around when in reality, probably no one wanted to be around him in the first place. That's the reality. So he tried to out her to everybody. Mind you, she never claimed to be anything she wasn't. Everybody just drew their own conclusions to what she was. Like she just because literally all this started because she upgraded to the presidential suite, which was like $4,000 a night. And then everybody started taking notice. It wasn't like she said she was anything that she wasn't. So, like, they just assumed she was something. And then people started saying she was this. And then she never got a chance to really speak and say what How she was. How would you have taken that? Like, to be dressed down like that at such a public event? Like... No one takes it well. It's not a... it. 
to be honest, I don't with think you, I would have been able to like. She was so composed in that moment, like she is. No, there would have herself. There would have been a fight. It would have been a fight. Like I would have. Yeah, like it, I don't it think I would have handled it well. Well, because it's not your place, right? Like you took it upon yeah. yourself to do this because you were in a position to try and like hurt me, right? So, like, I've dealt with this before. So, for those who don't know, I don't go out of my way and try to get women. It's really not something I do on my to-do list. It's not something I particularly care for or something I'm particularly good at. So, um, I make it known. Like, people who know me know this. Like, it's not something that I do. So, I had a friend, acquaintance, whatever you want to call it who we were doing, we were in a group chat and they continuously kept driving that point home on purpose to try. And it did get under my skin, like to the point of like, I didn't talk to them. And then they go and ask another mutual friend, like, Oh, did that get under his skin? You knew like you calling and asking means you knew what you were doing because you said it with the purpose of getting under my skin, which is fine. That doesn't bother. Well, it did bother me, but that's cool because it kind of showed me what you were as a person. Like, it's not what I really want to rock with in a person. That's fine. In this aspect, it's kind of, you did it to make yourself feel better because you saw somebody that everybody else liked outside of you because they were a genuine person so you didn't know what else to do with yourself so then when he does that he realizes that not anybody that everybody walks away from him like everybody at the table yeah. literally leaves him because this all start because like he just doesn't know how to I handle love it. I love the uh the 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 couple who's like you're like you're an asshole and in the and the and the guy's like that's an astute observation i was like right, the, look at him yeah <laughs> because that's what it was and then you i didn't feel bad when he was drinking on the ledge i want to be honest with you i did it but it was just well, like i felt bad when he was when it started, like when he was at the table and he was alone, and you and you felt it, Why, and it, he was he did it down to himself. It. Yeah, but I still feel bad. Like, like I guess in that moment, right? Because if it was me in that moment and I was Georgia, I would have lashed out verbally, if not physically, at the whole table. I would have I would have took a piece out of everybody. Well, everybody. That's um, the thing about that, though. It's not really. Because it wasn't everybody. It was literally only him. It would be different if everybody would have chimed in and said something. But it was more him than anything else. From my perspective, you know, in the moment, right, where I'm getting Uh dressed down and, and you know, how you know, you have sometimes like you kind of like step outside yourself when and you're just like all of this hate it feels like it's coming from all sides right and so i i feel like in that moment i would lash out at each person um and and that's like on me right and so when i see craig and he's he's 
Like that that whole dress down was like uh like hey please look at me look at who I am I'm a I'm a good person I'm a you know and he really expected everyone to be on his side once they knew about Georgia being a regular person um like he really thought that these were at some juncture his people um and they were like him and now he finds out that they're they aren't like they are good people as well it's not just georgia who's different it's him that's different him him that's um who needs to work on himself and then to find yourself in that situation i can see him feeling very scared and very like I don't know what to do. And then comes the drink after drink after drink. And then eventually to find yourself, you know, sitting, you know, on the ledge. Um, Okay. You know, like, like the, 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 the way you would have to get there to like, he sits out there and he's like, I hate my life. Like I have this image and I protect this person, this this idea of Matthew Cragen, right? Mm-hmm. And I hate him, right? But my like that's me. I hate me. Yeah, but again, here's the thing: whose problem is that though? That's not- I'm not saying he's not problem. I'm not saying it's not his fault. I'm saying to find yourself there, whether it's your fault or not your fault, is devastating. Yes, it is. I'm not taking that away. But again, I'm not going to feel sorry for you in that aspect. I'm definitely going to feel sorry, but I'm not going to like, like, I I definitely would have gotten out there on the ledge with him and talked to him. No, no, like, you know, the, the sympathy ploy, I don't want you to kill yourself. That's just the human. That's just me being a regular human being. But if you decide to throw yourself down some steps, I'm not going to stop you. But like, r- realize this is all self inflicted, right? That's the thing. You've known me long enough. You know how I my thought process moves when it comes to certain situations, right? Be accountable for the shit you do. And then be okay with the consequences that come with the shit you do. Like, for me, I do, I've done petty stuff. And I understand the repercussions that come with said petty stuff. I get that. I can, I can bear that accountability and understand what comes from that. I'm not going to go be sad somewhere because I did something petty and then something petty happened. I'm not going to go be sad about that. That's not going to kill me but it's when you start not taking accountability for your actions and wanting people to feel sorry for you because i feel he does this as an attention ploy. he may not initially thought of it that way but now he's getting the attention he wanted because now everybody's paying attention to him on the roof yes he's drunk and belligerent and kind of in a stream of consciousness while this is happening but this is what his end goal was all along is to have everybody paying attention to him. And you did it at the expense of somebody who was really nothing but nice 
nothing but cordial, and you couldn't deal with the fact that there was somebody at the, there was a prettier girl at the party and you didn't know how to deal with it. And you did you not knowing how to deal with it turns you into what this, the a, a worser version of what you were. It showed how insecure of a person you are. And like Dion said, don't let my confidence insult, or what is it? I forgot. He said it was something about confidence and insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. It's not my fault. It's not my problem. Yes, there are people in this world who care and don't want to see people be like that. That's cool. I'm unfortunately not one of them because. But I also think that even though he's on that ledge, right? I think that was like a turning point for him. Um, like, you know, like the whole idea of you need to go all the way to rock bottom um, before you can really turn around. Um, every time I say rock bottom, just a side note, every time I say rock bottom, I remember that SpongeBob episode. And if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Right? <laughs> We're not going to talk about it, but if you know, you know. Um, but he, like, he hits rock bottom, right? And. <laughs> It becomes this joyous occasion where finally, because of Georgia, she has brought him back to, you know, the most simplest version of who Matthew was to begin with, Um, which eventually leads to the um, end of the movie with the what have you now, uh, what are, where are they now section, right? Where everyone, it tells you where everyone happens to everyone after uh, everything happens, Um, uh, which was really cool that Emeril Lagasse came by to Georgia's place um, to, to eat. Uh, which was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, you know, Matthew ends up divorced and his wife takes most of the money and what's left, uh, the FCC or the SCC takes. Uh, and then he decides to become, uh, um, I guess, a monk at an, the same ashram that... Uh, uh, Dr. Gupta is, is after he decides to stop practicing medicine, which was just a good idea on Dr. Gupta's part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he way too anxiety ridden to, to be working yeah, with his life. Way, uh, way too anxiety ridden. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think that, like, it, it, like, sometimes I like to look at a villain's journey um, the other way around. Right. Not from the hero's perspective, but from the villain's perspective and from Matthew Carrington's perspective, this movie is his second chance. He's because Georgia is following her dreams and her goals and everything that she's ever wanted to do. She has positively infect not just Matthew, but the whole group. Uh, she's talked to Senator Dillings about missing his um, about not being in his community that he's supposed to be serving and caring more about what's going on in Washington, D.C. than his actual, you know, people who put him there. She talked to um, Congressman Stewart. Um, I can't remember what I don't even know if she actually did do that. I'm not 100% sure because I don't remember what they talked about. What? Um, 
Congressman Stewart. It was the, in the hot the, tub. The, oh, okay. No, 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 no. That's Senator uh, Dillings. Oh, the black yeah. guy, is Senator Dillings. Uh, uh, Congressman Stewart is the white guy um, with the wife. I'm not 100% sure so. what they talked about. I don't think there was um, much. Uh, but I know Miss, you know, he she talked to Miss Burns and they became really good friends. Uh, she changes uh, Gunter, uh, which is probably my favorite out of the uh, where are they now things is that she literally uh, became a private she, detective, she became a private investigator. Did you peep the name of her investigation agency? No, it's called uh, Peep Hole Detectives. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's because she was always her, looking her, through people. Yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> that's impressive. And I love the tagline is like, now she gets paid to, to look, look through people's people stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good one. I love that. Which goes um, to the adage if you're good at it, don't do it for free. Mm-hmm. And Miss Burns become, uh, goes back to school, gets her uh, business degree in spa. Oh, um, in spa management, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, leaves obviously leaves. Uh, uh, Cragen, and uh, the only person who I was like, uh, this is a weird one to put in here is uh the manager that used to be George's manager. Uh, dies <laughs> got hit by, a by bus. getting hit by a bus he was on the phone. because he was on the phone. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I was like, like why? I was like, how come all of these are like, like everyone gets a second chance except for this dude? This dude just sucked. Except for the, yeah, no, <laughs> he he, died. He, yeah, no, that guy was it. Yeah. I was like, yo, um, and then like Georgia and and Ella Coolidge's character, um, Sean, uh, get married while skydiving, um. But I, I I like to wrap this segment here up with, um, I think this movie right last holiday, uh, is is a very powerful thing because when something's your last, you make the most of it, and I and that's what this movie's about making the most of the time you have left, even if you have fifty years left and not three weeks you should live that same way by making the most of your day and Matthew Craigan Matthew Craigan was not living his life to the fullest not at all he was doing the opposite he was living his life straight into the ground (laughs) right (laughs) and this and meeting Georgia on her last holiday and seeing how great she is and seeing the crazy amount of luck she was having on the craps table i mean for real (laughs) he was getting he damn near lost all his money betting against her yeah like the the like the fact like it's mathematically impossible for her for three times in a row picked three times in a row uh (laughs) at a craps table but i digress it's a movie um (laughs) right like i i think I think Last Holiday is just this beautiful little story um, that that really is trying to get you to, you know, wake up, smell the roses, get on about your day, get on about your business, get on about doing the thing that you want to do. 
And that's why I learned. So we're going to take a quick break. Oh, God. There's another segment? Uh, And we're going to do a bonus what have we learned segment that we're going to throw up on our Instagram. Um, on our D Wave Media Instagram, um, so we won't hear that here. The next thing you'll hear is our outro. Um, but I hope you go to our Instagram and engage and do the thing, and uh, we'll see you back here in a minute. I uh, I want to say we're back, but really we're on our way out. Like at this point, um, we got our coats on, uh, thermals. Okay, he got his coat and his thermals on. I'm at home. I got my I got my I got my gloves. Speak my for your mittens, damn self. Speak for your damn. My scarf. Uh if you're doing this shit outside, I feel for you, brother. Um, damn it. Keys in my pocket, I, you know. I'm, I'm, oh, my, shit, my, my back my is toward the, towards the door, on my way out. As I say goodbye and good luck. And no, I don't want any more eggnog because I really don't like eggnog. Who the hell? Anyway, no. While we're here, pause. Who the? What is eggnog exactly? Can do you know what it is exactly? Is it just like what I, is it? I mean, it's uh, I don't, but it does like it does have egg in it. If you're, that's what you're asking. <laughs> Like uh, I think it's basically because people be drinking that shit like it's okay. Yeah, it's like eggs and milk. It's Ew. got milk, cream, sugar, egg yolks, and whipped egg whites all in one thing. It's like it's like fruit punch, but for milk and eggs. Just okay. for, just for dairy. <laughs> you know what? That makes me not like it even more. Um. So yeah, um, I hope you had a fun time talking about uh last Christ- last holiday with Ooh, us. Sorry, last holiday geez, with us, and and talking about Queen Latifah and all the things. Make sure um you go to um our uh Instagram D Wave Media uh-huh, um yeah. D Wave Media. St- studios i believe at both facebook and instagram um and so you could listen to our uh separately recorded what have we learned segment uh which is about uh dreams and following your dreams or being is following your dreams the right thing to do or is it just really being reckless um which I think can be very, very fun uh, to talk about. So, uh, or listen to. Um, but that's our show. Yeah. And Mindless Sessions yeah, coming soon. Oh, yeah. Mindless Sessions coming soon. We're, we're going to get that put together and, and help that get put out. Um, and that's Justin's solo show um, where he gets right to now. talk about all kinds of stuff. That uh, he finds important, and other people find sometimes important. Um, he means like the other thirty to seventy percent of the world. But okay, go ahead. Um, and 
you've been listening to the what have we learned podcast this is no marvin say it properly this is whl the chill zone which is uh, if you want to say that this is whl the chill zone now we're going to leave you out of here on some smooth jazz as you go ahead and Brace with your hot chocolate and your loved ones in the I didn't front endorse of the nice, this cozy, back this up. In the night in front of the nice cozy fireplace. Now, as we take you out on some put smooth some fireplace crackles here. I, I, I you should. But see, now you didn't take me out of character. I was doing real good. Okay? Now. This is the WHL Love Station. Where we love all things. Okay, Christmas nope, stop. Nope. You all. said love station. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no. You didn't <laughs> like, let me finish. That's it. And that's that's our show. Yep. I'm not gonna let you finish. That, that nope. Is nope. Stop being a hater. Nope. Don't be a hater all your life. You you know what, love boat? You can stay right over there. What? what? <laughs> you didn't, you didn't even like, know where I was going with that. <laughs> like you can stay right over you there. Can, you can't even give me a chance to finish station. What? <laughs> you said, stop being a hater all your has life. Been, what have we learned? That is Justin. This is Marvin. Ass. We hope you have a great holiday season. We're like we'll be hitting you every Saturday or sometimes Sunday, depending, because we had a problem this week where our schedule thing did not work uh, properly, and it came out on uh, Sunday. That's so this is where we love our family Saturday and love or, all things Christmas. Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm going my uh, shit off Saturday, one way or another. We'll be we'll be doing all kinds of Christmas movies. Uh, this one over here wants to do uh, the Rudolph the Red Nose uh, Reindeer movie by um, Arthur. Uh, what well, I can't remember what his I name is, but Arthur I, yeah. Jr. Um, we'll be doing uh, a Grinch thing, and there'll also be a breakout uh, se- a breakout section where we'll be giving you recommendations of what to watch. Uh, during the holiday season because everyone you know gets like at least a week off and you never know what you should be watching or what you missed while you were doing all that hard hard so work during means. the year um have your hot coke and and your nice cozy blanket this is so weird get in front of the tv and enjoy the christmas classics with your family and your loved ones then as soon as you put the kids to bed Bake the cookies and get the milk ready. I'm Santa, so cutting this out. It, don't be an asshole. Don't be a dick. <laughs> it's don't like the dick. ASMR. Don't be a dick. <laughs> ASMR nobody wanted. I'll don't see you guys dick. later. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Asta. <laughs> I'm out. Can't be a hater on your life. <laughs> Why not? You are. That's different. That's me. <laughs> it's funny you when I do it. When you said love radio, I was like, you know. <laughs> I was like, yo, this train took a left turn. <laughs>
toilet. I didn't even know there was trash there. I hate the quiet storm so damn much. <laughs> I didn't know what the quiet storm meant. I was like, you know what? And you was just all up in my ear, and I was like, yo, this is some this is some really weird ASMR. Real breathy. This damn episode. Yeah, it was. real breathy, and it's just like you can feel the breathy, like your ears yeah, start yeah, getting. Like, oh. It's just like I don't know how to feel. I feel real molested right now. <laughs> I was like, this dude is way too close to my eardrums right now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's just like you just start talking to that weird, low, somber. Ver- this is WHL. <laughs>